thanks everyone for joining us this episode of this one time at OU. Roz and I are excited to have Lori and Don Bedell. Hello. 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 And welcome, Roz. Hi. Thanks, Tim. Good to talk to you again. Happy New Year. We haven't talked this year yet. I can't believe it's 2022. Yeah, Happy New Year. Hard to believe. I know. This has got to be a better year, right? My son uh, is uh, currently at OU, which is so fun for me. And uh, I just talked to him today, like, when are your, what kind of classes do you have? When are they? And they're largely all in person. So that was like, yay, maybe they are getting a little bit more back to normal. Yeah. This is the first semester, I think, since 2020 that he's had them, like all his classes in person. Wow. That's That's such an important part of learning, I feel. And so I'm glad it's back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lori, uh, are you from the area? Are you uh, Athens local or? I'm from Cleveland. um, And uh, I I looked at Ohio University. It was one of my, um, one of like the three or four Ohio schools that I looked at. And um, I actually spent my first two years at Kent State and was miserable there. And I, you know, when I went, when I looked at Ohio University, um, one of the things that I didn't like about it was that it had, it didn't feel like it was this consolidated campus, like, you know, like in movies and um, having very little experience with visiting colleges prior to that, I thought, well, this isn't the kind of university that I want. And so I went to Kent and I was miserable. And I had this little pining in the back of my brain for what I had found at OU. And so um, this is kind of a funny story. Um, So I had decided, no, I'm just going to stay at Kent State because I had a scholarship at Kent. And if I stayed at Kent State, I could buy myself a used car. But then like the night, but I had already registered at OU and I was accepted and I was scheduled to go down for um, orientation, but I had decided no. But then the night before orientation, it was like 11 o'clock at night and something was just like, just go. So I went and I knocked on my mom and dad's bedroom door. They were already in bed. And I was like, mom, can we go to OU in the morning? So we got up at five in the morning and drove down to OU uh, for transfer student orientation and I met Don Bedell that day. So, um, yeah. And the rest is kind of history. Then we, that's now- hilarious. It was just like this lap, this, this something in your soul was just calling like, you universe. Was your, were your parents like, oh man, we got other plans or it's funny. My mom was like, my mom just from bed was like, okay, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> And off she we knew went. OU was better than Kent. <laughs> she, she knew, I think she knew I was miserable at Kent. And um, yeah, so I sort of forewent my scholarship and then ended up going to OU and best decision I ever made in my life. Well, what was well, your scholarship for? Uh, I had a theater scholarship at Kent um, and it was like, it pretty much covered tuition um, and I gave it up and went to OU. Well, well played. Yeah. All right. Well, yes. <laughs> well, it's worked out for you. It looks it like has you're worked out. sitting next to what to the, so you guys met at orientation, transfer student orientation, huh? Yep. Yeah. Love at first sight. 
no. no. She thought I was. <laughs> he was hit. There was a there was a blonde um, girl from California that he was clearly hitting on. I don't um, think I was. He was totally. <laughs> I was just being nice because she was coming from California. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really care for this person. And then we ended up on the on our first day. Um, so we were both TCOM majors. Do they still call it TCOM? At OU? They do not. Okay, no. we were telecommunications no. TCOM majors, right? So, um, so we had to take a lot of the uh, intro you know, that we would have taken as freshmen and sophomores coming in as juniors. Um, so the first day of classes, we had a, a lecture class in Morton Hall. And I think George Corn was it George Corn's no, class? No, it was or Bill was Miller. It? Bill Miller. So we had this lecture class in Bill Miller's uh, uh, in Morton Hall. And this freshman girl comes up and was talking to me like, she's so excited. It's her first class. It's her first day of college. And, you know, I'm Mr. Cool Jr. I don't want to have this freshman, you know, uh, bogging me down. So she, she followed me into Morton Hall, follows me into the, you know, and it was one of the big lecture, um, you know, 300 pe person classes. And I never sat down front and I spotted this redhead that uh, I had uh, met at orientation. What have you been stalking since Kent State? I've been, I've been stalked. <laughs> 33 years. So um, I said, Oh, I see a friend of mine. I, I, I need to go. And I went all the way down front and sat next to Lori. Um, since uh, I was trying to get away from this, <laughs> this freshman who was uh, so excited about her first day. So, um, and then we were in a lot of the same classes together. Uh, yeah. You knew she was a, a junior, at least you were like, I know she's a junior. Yeah, right. I can relate. Yeah, she's at the same level as me. Now, where did you go your first couple of years? So um, I'm from Canton, um, just a little south of Cleveland. And I actually wanted to get into the music business. And I went to Berklee College of Music in Boston when I um, for my freshman year. And I lasted two months and <laughs> realized this is not what I expected at all for college. Um, you know, Berkeley's right in the heart of Boston. And I, I said, I'm, I'm coming back home. And then, uh, since I was from Canton, I was like, university of Akron is half hour up the road. I'll just go to Akron and kind of figure things out from there. Um, it was there that I discovered that I wanted to be a communications major and get into radio and TV. And I started working at the campus radio station there. Um, I started dating somebody who was going to OU and she said, you know, OU has a much better telecommunications program. You should be at OU. You should transfer. So I made the decision to transfer and we broke up. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. So I, uh, you know, kind of like Lori, I was like, well, I'm, I made the decision. Um, it is going to be better for me. I did have a couple friends that were, um, at OU. Um, actually one that had been at University of Akron and had transferred to OU uh, the year before. And um, a friend of mine at Akron who, whose boyfriend was going to OU and he was a musician. So he said, I'll introduce you to musicians. We can start a band. So um, 
yeah, so I decided uh, it, it's a better place for me to be. So I ended up going as well, even though the, the uh, reason why I was going initially, uh, you know, wasn't well, my anymore. <laughs> I think Lori probably just felt sorry for you. Like I, I, I passed on two opportunities to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing is um, when I was at Akron, we used to go to the bars at Kent State all the time because they were much cooler than the bars in Akron. And Lori and I figured out we were probably at the same bar at least once or twice during those two years when I was at Ak uh, Akron and she was at OU because, you know, we used to go see like bands like I tall and first light, like they used to play at OU. Yeah. Big fans of both. Yeah. Like they used to play in Kent and we used to go to mother's junction and see those. And, and Lori was at some of those shows or, yeah. So we were probably in the same place at the same time at one point before we got to OU. Yeah. Roz, didn't you just see <laughs> Ital a couple of years ago or the singer? Uh, well, Carlos Jones is still playing right. uh, around Cleveland. I see you got you guys both live in Pennsylvania now, yes. but I'm up here in Cleveland. Uh, I grew up in Elyria and I live in East Lake now. Oh, okay. And um, so, yeah, where in Cleveland are you from, Lori? I'm from Garfield Heights. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, that Carlos Jones is still going. And, you know, he is still fun. Nice. He's still great. It's That's it's awesome. amazing. But I remember I partied at Kent a lot too, because my si sister, who's two years older, went to Kent. So in high school, I would go there and, um, you know, party at Kent with her. She was so funny. I was just thinking about this today, how she would go and she had a boyfriend in Rocky River, which is a suburb of Cleveland. So right. she was hardly ever in her dorm room and she would call me and my friend and say you can come stay at my dorm and we would go and stay and like pretend we were in college oh my God. <laughs> go to the, the mother junction bar that's and incredible I did that like three times. I, i'm sure my mom thought she was there <laughs> oh i'm sure she did <laughs> i know so uh kent is a bit kind of similar to ou in that there's a town and it's walkable, but it just doesn't have that same vibe, right? It's just right. more of a commuter college. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, campus, uh, the campus is so self-contained. And it's funny because what I ended up really loving about OU was how intertwined the campus was with town. Like you go to Lindley Hall and it's in, it's an, mm -hmm. you know, down from the union and, um, you know, it just, just felt so much more connected to uptown and i think uh, it's the age too you know 1804 so that's a lot of time to get a lot of background and a lot of things to it i think that's just part of the mystique as well yeah yeah for sure for sure well tell me um you guys in tcom did you both have a stand at uh, woub i worked i did a work study for wo for woub i did the i wrote promotions and i produced um a lot of the uh what are they even called now where, you know, like the previews for shows that ran in between trailers, uh, trailers or yeah, kind of um, that. Yeah. And so I wrote the voiceovers and we would record it. So I, I did, I did a work study for OUB for a for like two years, I think um, that was great. See, so was like everyone goes through there or ACRN is part of the whole, whole gig and the TCOM, it seemed. Well, yeah. mostly what we did was um, Athens video works. Yeah, we did that, which um i'm assuming is still like friday's live still exists i think um 
it's on it's Friday, a... Friday night student run production. It's on ACTV, I, uh, channel seven. I'm, a, I'm just assuming all of this is still. Yeah. Is... I don't know much about that. I have to check it out. Yeah, so, I, think, um, I mean, the last time we visited OU, there were flyers up in um, the building, in the communication building um, for Friday's Live. So I'm, I'm assuming it is still running and it was created, right? By, did Kara create it? No, it had been around. Oh, for it a had while. been around. Okay, yeah. never mind. Um, so we both worked on Friday's Live. Uh, Lori did the street walking segment, which was like, you know, person on the street. Uh, question kind of thing and I did uh, a segment called being dumb with Don where I would <laughs> I would just go around town and do stupid things and in every yeah, that, episode, there's got to be a good story in there one of the dumbest <laughs> oh, things Don so did <laughs> we would either end up at Stroud's run or on top of the parking garage in every episode for some reason <laughs> but um you know I would do stupid things like you know went into Burger King and tried to order a milkshake without the cup and uh, a Whopper without the bun. And, and, uh, you know, we would just, uh, we would go in search of certain things around camp. I remember one episode, um, Richard Marks was playing at the convo. If you remember Richard Marks from the eighties, I do. So he was playing at the convo. So we did a whole episode on, we were in search of Richard Marks, just going around town, trying to find Richard Marks. And um, I don't know. It was, is it he was, a musician? What's that? Yeah. Is Richard Marks a musician? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds familiar, but I wasn't he sure. Had, <laughs> he had some, uh, some pop rock hits in the eighties, but uh, anyway, it, it was exactly what it, what the name said, being dumb with Don. It was just dumb. But still fun to do. Like, hey, like I do that all the time. I should start filming it. Just go around and do stupid stuff. You know that that's a that's a good way to spend time. Nothing wrong with that. I, one of our episodes was uh, scoping for babes, and uh, yeah. we drove around in the car and we ordered. We got a pizza from Firehouse Pizza. I believe it, it wasn't me. It was his no. producer, cameraman, and him, Keith Bradley. Yeah, Keith, shout out. Keith, Keith Bradley. So we just drove around town eating pizza and looking, look, looking at pretty girls. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> it's so funny you say that. I tell my kids, I'm like, hey, kids, what are you doing tonight? You're going to go drink some brews and scope some Bettys? And they just looked at me like, dad, you're a fool. <laughs> yeah, you could Let's not do open for babes segment no, today. That, that was not uh, that was 1989 or yeah. whatever. It was it was dumb. It was dumb college humor <laughs> i was gonna ask what happened in morton hall that he sat next to her and that could have been that but something must have happened that you got together after class so um i when i went to ou uh when i transferred there i had a boyfriend back home who was problematic he was a troublemaker but anyway um after don and i started to get to know each other I remember Don asking me to come over for pasta or something. I knew how to cook pasta. And I that was my one. And thing. had I then broken up with Chip? I'm trying to remember. I, I remember I had to say no at first. And then, oh yeah, I think I had to say no. And then we just stayed friends for a little while. And then a mutual friend of ours. So then Chip and I broke up. Then a mutual friend of ours 
um, started to like me. Um, and his name was Rob Roy. I'm just going to say it. His name was Rob Roy. <laughs> like the drink. Like yeah. the drink. He invented a drink. So, uh, <laughs> so Rob asks me out and I, we're going to go to the movies. I said, yeah. And like, I was feeling such regret because by this time, Don and I had gotten to be really good friends and I started to really like Don. And so somehow Don and I ended up on the phone with one another at right after Rob asked me out. And I was like, we were confessing to each other that we had feelings for each other. And I said, but I just made this date with Rob. I said, why don't you come? (laughs) 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 So um, Rob and I go to the movies and Don comes too. And Don sits right in front of me and Rob. (laughs) Rob was so upset and Rob Uh, out there listening. I'm sorry. I should have just, you were like the, yeah. You were the worst date ever. <laughs> the worst date. Yeah, they're all feeling all, hey, let's, let's confess. Let's be honest with each other. And we're just going to screw this Rob guy over. That's, a, that's terrible. It was hey, terrible. At it least, was. At least I sat in front of them. I didn't sit behind them watching them. Right. They, they were behind me. We, um, oh, right. God. That should be a, a being done with Lori episode. No. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know I'm, I've grown as a person and I just want yeah. to say that I'm a better person than that now. And I feel we, Rob, Rob is, Rob is doing just fine. I'm yes, sure Rob I'm is sure just is. fine. We saw, <laughs> we saw. And, and then that the, jealousy probably helped a little Lori. <laughs> I bet Don was a little more motivated. You're you probably think? right. That's what it took. <laughs> took. Rob Roy asking me out for Don too. That's what it was. Yeah. Get yeah, going. Then he's like, oh, I better get on the ball and ask her out myself and do better than this. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, our first official date was also at the varsity theater. It we was. saw we saw U2's Rattle and Hum. And then uh, shortly thereafter, it became a Taco Bell. Yeah. And I don't know what it is now. Uh, yeah, I hate it. When yeah, that was into a-, a Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine had to uh, clean it out as a summer job. He said people just looked at him or mean, like looking. Because, you know, you used to rip throwing out all those movie chairs and throwing them in dumpster. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, well that's a wonderful. Have, I would love to have oh, that chair now that I sat in in front of Lori on her date. <laughs> I wish I had that movie theater chair. <laughs> all the memories. See, I told you, everyone's always smiling when we talk about OU. What yeah. about you mentioned bands that you are in? Tell me about that. Now, Lori, did you play uh you're a theater major? Did, were you in music as well? So I didn't get into a band until I went back for graduate school. So I'll let Don tell his undergraduate band story and then we'll get to Big Red Truck. Uh so I mentioned I my um my friend Karen, her boyfriend was going to OU and he played bass. Uh so I I connected with him when I got there and uh, we started a band called the Zen Machine and we had a drummer playing with us and then he ended up quitting. So we we needed a drummer and we looked in the post one day and there was this like personal ad that must have cost 20 bucks or something to put in because it was like a full paragraph. It was a drummer looking for a band. So we um, we answer we called this person up and it's uh brian gibson who's my good friend he's the music director at woub he's still in athens um 
but he answered the ad and became the drummer of uh, Zen Machine. And that was the start of a, you know, 33 year friendship, I guess it's been now. Um, oh, wow. So we played in uh, Zen Machine for um, my first year there. And then Scott, who was the bass player, graduated. Uh, and there was a band called the Iguana Nasties that we used to play with a lot. Yeah, when was this? Because like that last band, Iguana Nasties, sounds familiar, but I thought you guys were after me. I'm not. Uh, well, Iguana Nasties would have been like 86 Six through 89 or something like that. 87, 82 through 89. I don't know if I ever saw the band. I just kind of remember that, like seeing that somewhere. Yeah. So a couple of their members graduated and Matt Buxton, who was the bass player in that band um, joined with the remaining members of Zen Machine and we became the Keystone Meter Maids. And um, we only lasted for a couple quarters, I guess, by the time we got together, I guess it was just like, uh, probably like winter and spring quarter of 1990, that band, but that band was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where did you play? Uh, mostly at the union. Um, it, well, when when we had Zen Machine, that's when Mc, McSweeney's still existed before it became the dugout. Best carpeted bar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> With the nastiest couch. Oh, my yeah. God. It yes. stunk so bad in there. Yeah. Mix, McStinkies is what we <laughs> <Yes>. called it. <laughs> oh, we called it McSweaties. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have a funny McSweeney story. You know, we used to play a lot of like, you know, when we first started, of course, you play like the Wednesday night gigs, um, you know, and then you move to Thursdays and, and Saturdays or whatever. But so we were playing a Wednesday night at at McSweeney's and we were, um, you know, you always had to park. Yeah, you, you could park in front to unload your gear and then you had to go park somewhere. So we all grabbed our guitars or whatever and then left to go get our cars and we come and we pull our cars back and you know it's 2 30 in the morning now we come back and the bar's locked and all the rest of our gear is in the bar like our amps are in there whatever so i jumped down into the like the window well and like we pried one of the windows open we got the window open and jumped <laughs> down into the bar and i'm like handing amplifiers out of the bar to get them up to our guy and then the bartender comes back. He had just left to go do something. He's like, Oh guys, I was going <laughs> to, I just left for a minute. I, I was going to be right back or whatever. So <laughs> there we were <laughs> passing equipment out from the basement bar up to the sidewalk. And, and I remember another time at McSweeney's that they actually <laughs> ran out of beer and the bartender had to run down to um, what was it down on Stimson, the grocery store down there. Uh, super value or there is um yeah wasn't it like super value or something? yeah so um, he had to, way maybe he, yeah he ran down there and bought like i don't know three or four cases of beer to come back to have something to sell because they didn't have any beer at the bar <laughs> <laughs> um, so um and, and we used to play the green weekends like we would play south green weekend and um east green weekend west green weekend we did, I think we did a gig or two up in like Columbus. We would, we would go up there and play with another band. And then, uh, and then Lori and I graduated in 1990 
and we moved out to Los Angeles for a year. And that must have been a culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, you know, it was, I guess. I think when you're living in it, you just feel swallowed up by it all. Um, but yeah, I guess looking back, trying to navigate that city was, it probably was a culture shock. Yeah. But we, well, what, yeah, we what was yeah. the move? What prompted the move? That is like, hey, let's uh, go across the country. Give it a shot. I, I got an internship with Fox um, Broadcasting, not the news division, the Homer Simpson, the Simpsons division, right? The TV <laughs> division. Um, right. And they were just starting I, yeah. at that time, Fox. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were, were pretty new. So I was... Um, I, Beverly Hills 90210 started in our division when I was there, just as an example of the time. Um, and I remember the producers coming up to me <laughs> and they were like, what do you think of this show? And I'm like, oh, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, They didn't come and ask me questions anymore. Um, anyway, yeah. So we were out there for like a year and I, uh, there was sort of back and forth about whether we were happy out there or not. So in the meantime, I applied to grad school um, at just at OU, like on a whim, I thought, well, maybe if, if they take me back, then it'll be a sign we should just leave and whatever. And anyway, then Bill Miller faculty member called me and he's like, yeah, Hey, we got your application and your GRE scores. You want to come? We'll give you money. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So Back to Athens. Yeah. Wow. LA's got nothing on Athens. Absolutely. (laughs) We had been writing songs together in in, in LA the year that we were uh, out there. And when we got back to Athens, um, Brian Gibson, who I had mentioned before, the drummer, drummer was was still there. He was still in school. And, And then eventually Chris Pyle, who now owns donkey coffee who you interviewed uh chris Pyle joined us as bass player and we formed big red truck and we were together for about four years Mm -hmm. when Lori was in grad school and yep wow what kind of music was big red truck i love the name um well i guess we were we were mostly original um but, you know, for the time, I guess people compared us to Cocteau Twins and um, 10,000 Maniacs. 10,000 Maniacs. Uh, so that was what people compared us to. I think we were maybe a little more, what, I don't know, esoteric than that, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a great word. <laughs> yeah, but we had... Um, we had one CD that we recorded at the recording workshop up in Chillicothe and we traveled regionally to like Parkersburg and Columbus and Cleveland and Dayton, Dayton and Cincinnati. And, um, wow. it was, it was fun. Yeah. We how, were- how much fun is that? Like think back, like what an opportunity that that was. And it's like all good memories. I'm sure. Those I look back at that time is probably some of the happiest years of my life. Um, play just, and, you know, I was in graduate school. My priorities were not straight. <laughs> and when you think what I should have been doing in graduate school. Well, and it I was, sounds like they were to me. I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really. Right. On paper, right. no. But in like the fulfillment of your life, absolutely. It was like just the best thing I, I did after showing up at OU the first time. So. And I was working at uh, 
WAIS, WSEO radio out in Nelsonville. And, um, and I was doing like afternoons. So I would, you know, I wouldn't go in till noon and work like noon to eight. And I remember like Lori mentioned Cincinnati. We played at a place in Cincinnati called Sudsy Malone's, which is a, a bar laundromat. Ah, uh, yes. I went there a couple of times. So yeah. fun. <laughs> and we would play like a Wednesday night and we were the headliner. So we would go on at like 1230 or one o'clock and play till <laughs> two and then drive back home. And you know what a terrible drive that is from Cincinnati back to Athens coming across. <laughs> what is that? Route 32 or something. Um, I mean, that's an awful drive, <laughs> especially at like three in the morning. Yeah. And then I had to right. be, I had to Harsh. be at the radio station at noon uh, that next day. So and I had to teach class. Right. But like Lori said, I mean, I wouldn't trade those days um, for anything. I mean, we thought, I mean, that, that was what we were hoping we could make our lives is because we were, you know, working on original music. Um, and we had, and I think, I think we were the second CD uh, released mm -hmm. by, a, um, a, you know, an original band in Athens. Yep. And when I say CD, meaning on compact disc, obviously bands had bands had cassettes and vinyl records and right. stuff before that. But I think we were the first or second. There was a band called Poobah mm -hmm. that had us that came out with a CD right about the same time as us. So we were either first or second to release a CD in town. But, um, you know, that's self a claim to fame right there. Self yeah. self <laughs> that's, that's not counting Snapdragons who got signed by a major label. This was, you know, CD uh, sales are up you, for the first time in like 11 years. I read the yeah, other day. Yeah. I just heard that. Yeah, go figure. But um, we were actually talking to um, uh, an A&R &A guy at Geffen Records, the same guy that um, that signed Guns N' Roses and Nirvana. And we could not have been further away yeah. from that those genres of <laughs> right. music, but nevertheless. Um, but he was like, yeah, keep sending me stuff. Keep sending me stuff. I think you guys are onto something. And then when we, when we produced our CD, uh, we tried to contact him and he wasn't at Geffen Records anymore. He had left and gone to Capitol Records and we tracked him down there. And finally he said, oh, we're just, you know, we're going in another direction now. And um, that was about the time when Lori got pregnant with our first child and the band. Uh, we and another funny story. We played our last show um, in Cincinnati mm -hmm. and Lori was this was August of 1994. And um, she gave birth to our daughter, Emily, in September of 1994. <laughs> so I was huge. <laughs> oh, wow. Awesome, and you were the singer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you like, hey, yeah. did you have in the laundry mat just in case we need hot water for the baby? <laughs> <laughs> we were at it was um musicians friend battle of the bit like best. Oh yeah, it was a band. It was a it was a battle of the bands, and it was at the um at Bogarts, Bogarts in Cincinnati. Yeah, Bogarts is legit. That's a, that's yeah. a real yeah. deal there. It was there were like three thousand people there, and pretty cool to go out playing a place like Bogarts as our last show. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah. That is awesome. I mean, you were talking to the recording studio. So yeah. 
you had interest there. Who knows if the fates had aligned differently, what would have happened? But right. that's still amazing. Seems yeah, like an your amazing story, time. Your story is just amazing, really. When you think about it, you guys went somewhere else, tried to you out, and then uh, said, yes, we like it. Went across the country. No, we still like OU. You did a bunch of great music things. You have great careers. Like, well done. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. And we uh, will celebrate our 30th uh, wedding anniversary this September. Yep. All right. In oh, Athens. Boy. Maybe. You got, yeah, you got to do it in Athens now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's when the Pawpaw Festival is. Oh. Great oh. things about the Pawpaw Festival. Yep. And I couldn't, it was finally back. Of course, it was, it was canceled, but it was back this year. And I couldn't make it, but I'm going for sure this next year. So good. Something to consider. I hear it's really fun with a bunch of bands and right yeah. up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys get back much? Uh, probably more than most people. Um, we had a couple reunions of our band um, over the years and at Donkey Coffee. At Donkey Coffee, <laughs> in fact. And um We've been back for just for like summer trips, go down for a week, take our bikes or kayaks, visit our friends. Uh, we stay, we rented a, a former professor's cabin um, one summer. Um, yeah, so we, we love to get back and see what's new and check out all the great new breweries down there. And um, yeah, there's a you lot. Would be great. And you awesome. guys, you guys have your act together. You should organize a just a OU band reunion. Like think of all the great bands and like make it like a three day festival of bands that played. I it would be easy to get participation. Oh, yeah. you're right. You're totally. But, but no one, no one wants to own it. I feel like, and I wouldn't want to either. Right. <laughs> you know, but uh, that's we, um, we talked a little about that, like with with us and the Guana Nasties guys and and Noel and Sean from Snapdragons, like there were there was talk about and then covid hit and then covid hit so we just got to get past this uh covid thing and we'll we'll get this planned and yeah <laughs> let's aim for 2023 awesome. how about that <laughs> yeah maybe it'll be done by then <laughs> <laughs> yeah fingers crossed so uh so you finally had to leave oh, athens at some point though did you have your i don't know how many kids you had but uh did so the one you have when you were doing your last show uh, with that child born in Athens? Yeah, well, she was born at Logan Hospital, um, but we were living in we were living in a mobile home in Albany, um, just 10 minutes outside. So that was we we bought a mobile home when I, um, I was in grad school and we made sure it had enough bedrooms so that one of the rooms could be a band rehearsal room. <laughs> And then uh, one of the bedrooms <laughs> next ended to up the being, nursery, right? Actually, <laughs> uh, one of the bedrooms then was became a nursery, um, and so we lived in Athens with our first daughter for the first year. And I remember, um, you know, I was still in grad school and uh, taking the stroller and strolling her into the front room and getting coffee and doing work. And she was in the stroller taking a nap. And I have lots of lovely memories like that of our, our daughter when she was a baby there it was, yeah, really great. Well, Roz, can you uh, imagine being that age and having a child and being married and doing all these things? It would be impossible. 
<laughs> no, I don't know how they did it. <laughs> no, I was like, whew, way to go. There's a lot more energy. And you know what? When you're that young, you're kind of stupid. Like you don't realize how much you're actually doing and how ridiculous ridiculous it is to be doing all those things. Um, yeah, I just think I had no right. idea how impossible what we were doing really was or seemed to other people. So right. Now, my son gets me. He's like, I, my son's girlfriend calls me a serial hobbyist. I'm like, I don't know. Is that good or bad? Cause I just like to do a bunch of different things. That's a great right. thing. I think that's right. a great label. <laughs> so what made you eventually leave your beloved Athens? Um, finishing grad school and um, needing to get a job. So I, I, I teach at Penn state now, but when we left, Athens, we moved back to, we moved to Canton where Don's from. And I taught for a little while at Walsh University. And then um, Don got another, a job in West Virginia. So then we moved to Buchanan, West Virginia. Um, and all, all in radio, if you're in radio, you jump around a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then we were, we were literally in Buchanan, West Virginia for um, six months or so when he got an offer in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Uh, and then he moved up to an Econo Lodge in Altoona while I stayed back with, with now two little girls, a baby and a toddler, um, and sold our house in West Virginia and then moved to Altoona. And then, um, yeah, then he got a job up in State College and we've been in State College, Pennsylvania since uh, 2003. So, uh, and I imagine that's where your daughters went. Yes, they they grew up mostly here in State College. Yeah, like from elementary school on. And um, yeah, yeah. So so here we are. Too bad yeah. you couldn't get them to go to OU. <laughs> <laughs> they visited. Uh, I can't remember around what time that I think Emily was already maybe at Penn State at that point. But they uh, they, along with one of their cousins, went together on their own to OU and uh, did a weekend in Athens. Yeah. So. And they loved it. But yeah, when you have a tuition discount at Penn State, because somebody works there, it's, it's, it's kind <laughs> it's of nice. Right. <laughs> my, my son, right, he, right. either of my kids went to OU and it kills me. He's like, Dad, I, I, I'm going to UVA. I'm like, no, OU is better. And uh, so I remarried and my stepson is going to OU. I'm like, I tell my children, well, I had to remarry someone. <laughs> to find someone who would follow my footsteps he's got his act together and he's going to OU, so we're all happy oh that's great all right i have reasons to visit yeah yep <laughs> yeah. um so before we wrap it up we do like to end uh the podcast with your favorite memory of ou Mm-hmm. Um, your favorite story, your favorite, I mean, you, you were there so long and had so much experience there, even though you're a transfer student, who would have thunk it wouldn't right. just be two years, you know? Right. right. So uh, do you have any other favorite memories you'd like to share? You want to go first? Or good stories? Um, well, I mean, just in general, the fact that I, I met my life partner and <laughs> and our first daughter was born there i mean obviously oh uh athens and OU have uh and always will have a, a special place in my heart i mean i always say it's my, one of my favorite places on the planet mm-hmm. um and you know to pick one one 
special or you know memorable moment is tough because there were just so many like you said i mean we were there as undergrads but then we were there kind of starting our our marriage and you know and for me my my career in radio so yeah it's tough to pin it down to just one mm-hmm. one yeah i think um i said you know being in the band was just one of the greatest things of my life but um anytime i think about being living in Athens, I, I have this memory of driving into town while I was pregnant with Emily and Tori Amos is on, I had a CD. I don't know what I was listening to then a cassette or a CD or something, whatever it was burned or taped. Um, and listening to Tori Amos and singing it at the top of my lungs, wanting to have a daughter that was this powerful feminist, badass <laughs> right <laughs> hoping it was sinking into her um and just you know coming off the highway and seeing the convocation center and um and just approaching athens is is gives you a feeling that is difficult for anybody who hasn't enjoyed what it means to live in athens um it's difficult to describe to them but yeah i would say the band meeting don and um, trying to uh, instill f- powerful feminism into my fetus <laughs> was probably what stands out the most. <laughs> well, and I will say that, uh, Love that it. both of our daughters, Emily and Audrey, are both badasses. So we badass we, you guys we in Athens say we're going to kick ass. And you, you obviously did. Well done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. You played Thanks. it well. I know. Love your story. It's great. Thanks. Thank well, you. Thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> It's yeah. been nice to talk with you. Thank you for having us. Yes. yes. And don't forget about that idea. You guys are very responsible. I can tell you should put the whole music thing together. Cause that's what it needs. Like there's, you know, maybe do like a 10 year run, like a, or even 15 and you could have three or four nights at different bars. It could be, it would be a big fun reunion, like a homecoming, but just for cool people. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got connections who can help us make it happen. So I'm going to we'll pass the word. I'm going to promise you that we'll make it happen. My Let's yeah. do it. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Thanks. <laughs> well, thanks again. I'm there. And I, I can't wait to meet you in Athens. And I hope you guys have a great evening. You too. Thanks, Thank you Tim. so much. Thanks, Roz. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.